A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. I'm glad you're with us on the program today. And uh, yeah, once again, Joe Biden using a uh, high-profile shooting to call for a ban on so-called assault weapons, even though the uh, high-profile shootings in question took place in a state that already has a ban on so-called assault weapons, as well as a ban on so-called large-capacity magazines, as well as 10-day waiting periods, as well as red flag laws, as well as, well, the list goes on and on. We could be here for hours if I start rattling off every California gun control law, none of which were able to prevent either the uh, shootings in Monterey Park, California, uh, or the shootings in Half Moon Bay, California, which occurred yesterday, in which uh, seven people were killed, a 67-year-old man uh, in custody, and Joe Biden on Tuesday uh, seizing on the uh, shooting in uh, Half Moon Bay to once again repeat his call for a federal ban on modern sporting rifles. In a a statement, the president said, quote, yesterday, Senator Feinstein, alongside Senators Murphy, Blumenthal, and others, reintroduced a federal assault weapons ban and legislation that would raise the minimum purchase age for assault weapons to 21. Even as we await further details on these shootings, we know that the scourge of gun violence across America requires stronger action. I once again urge both chambers of Congress to act quickly and deliver this assault weapons ban to my desk and to take action to keep American communities, schools, workplaces and homes safe. Now, again, we're not going to relitigate uh, all of Biden's false claims. I will once again point out that according to the FBI, there are more homicides in which fists and feet are used as murder weapons every year than rifles of any kind. So if we are trying to ban our way to safety, uh, banning commonly owned firearms that aren't used in a lot of crimes seems like a really dumb way to do it. Of course, I think the idea of banning our way to safety is pretty stupid to begin with, particularly uh, when we have a constitutionally protected right to keep and bear arms in self-defense, a right that uh, Joe Biden and his anti-gun allies see as a moral wrong. So let's talk about uh, Dianne Feinstein's gun ban bill, which uh, may very well, by the way, pass out of the uh, U.S. Senate. Uh, I, I don't say it's guaranteed. In fact, I'll be interested to see just how far uh, Schumer is willing to go in uh, bringing this bill forward, because there are some Democrats that I think uh, not be on board with the 2024 election cycle coming up. Uh, John Tester in Montana, who is in the past, it has to be noted, uh, been all in favor of a gun ban. But Tester is going to be facing a really tough reelection challenge next year. I don't know that he necessarily wants to put pen to paper, especially knowing that uh, this gun ban bill is likely going nowhere in the House. However, <clears throat> doesn't mean we shouldn't still talk about what they want to put in place. Although, I'll be honest with you, I don't even think this goes nearly as far as what they want. You know, again, it grandfathers in existing owners. Uh, it raises the age to purchase from 18 to 21, but it doesn't ban uh, the uh, outright uh, possession of so-called assault weapons. Feinstein's uh, legislation... Uh, according to uh, the senator herself, uh, would include the gun that was used by the uh, shooter in the Monterey Park attack. 
Uh, Feinstein, more likely uh, one of her staffers, saying in a uh, statement, quote, we were tragically reminded this weekend of the deadly nature of assault weapons when a shooter used one to kill 11 people and injure nine more at a Lunar New Year celebration in California. The constant stream of mass shootings have one common thread. They almost all involve, quote unquote, assault weapons. It's because these weapons are designed to kill as many people as possible. Well, she's wrong on all counts. First of all, the FBI says that most active shooter incidents involve individuals using handguns, not long guns. As for uh, modern sporting rifles being designed to kill as many people uh, at once, if that were the case, then again, you've got tens of millions of Americans who uh, aren't using that firearm for its intended purpose. I think it's because that's not the intended purpose. The function of a modern sporting rifle is the same as the function of any other firearm. It is designed to expend a projectile, right? And it can hit paper. It can hit a uh, animal. It can hit a human being. Uh, and when you use that firearm lawfully, whether it's for competitive shooting, whether it's for hunting, whether it's for self-defense, um, there's not any issue. It's when individuals choose to break the law, choose to disregard uh, innocent human life and to uh, treat their intended victims as impersonal objects. That, that's when we have problems here. But depriving tens of millions of Americans of a constitutionally protected right or criminalizing the exercise of that right doesn't do anything to stop or dissuade these violent attackers. Again, just look at California where all of these gun control laws are already in place. And yet these committed killers apparently had no trouble not only violating the state's gun laws, but had no compunction, no com, uh, com, compulsion rather, to obey the laws against homicide in the state of California. You're not going to ban your way to safety here. But Democrats are intent on uh, using public safety as the cudgel to uh, bash our right to keep and bear arms into non-existence. Richard Blumenthal said, uh, quote, as used by the Lunar New Year shooter only days ago in Monterey Park, assault weapons have only one practical purpose, to kill or injure human beings. Now is the time to honor guns, violence, victims, and survivors with this common sense action. Now, interestingly, they also, again, introduced a bill to raise the age to purchase a so-called assault weapon from 18 to 21. Um the gun ban legislation would ban the sale, manufacture, and transfer of certain firearms. Well, again, grandfathering in existing owners, you know, for at least a year or so, right, until they come back and say, uh, never mind, we're removing the grandfather clause. I don't even know why they, why they bother to introduce a bill with a grandfather clause, given that we know what their intent is. And it's not, uh, okay, yeah, you can keep them, right? As long as, you, as long as you've already got it, you can keep it. No. Again. They consider modern sporting rifles to be battlefield weapons of war that nobody should own. So why should anybody believe them when they say, oh, we're just going to stop with the sale of these guns going forward? It doesn't make any sense from a gun control perspective, and it certainly doesn't make any sense from a pro-Second Amendment perspective. And it makes no sense whatsoever for gun owners to uh, buy the lies from the anti-gun side. Now, uh, as I said, I think the prospects of this going anywhere in Congress are slim to none. But uh, we have seen the ATF under Joe Biden and under Donald Trump as well when you talk about the bump stock ban. 
uh, reinterpret uh, existing regulations to all of a sudden now ban items that were up to that point uh, okay to possess, right? And the gun control lobby doesn't just want to stop with bump stocks or with ghost guns or with stabilizing braces. They are arguing, and we've talked about this before, they're arguing in court cases right now. They're certainly lobbying the Biden administration behind closed doors for the administration to, again, direct the ATF to interpret um, federal law in a way that would allow them to reclassify some or all semi-automatic firearms as readily convertible to machine guns. And therefore, those semi-automatic firearms in question, over tens of millions of many of them we're talking about, uh, those Americans who lawfully possess them would, again, have to register their firearms under the National Firearms Act or <clears throat> perhaps, um, you know, not be able to own them at all. That's where they're going here. Now, I don't know whether or not the Biden administration is going to uh, adopt that. I've called that the nuclear option for the Biden administration. But again, with Joe Biden intent on getting a gun ban to his desk and uh, the votes not there in Congress, I I'm genuinely concerned that uh, the nuclear option uh, will look uh, more amenable uh, to Joe Biden in the very near future. Now, again, court cases, court challenges. I don't know that the uh, uh, in fact, I don't think that uh, any such move would be upheld by the courts, but I don't really think they care right now what the Supreme Court ultimately says. If they can disrupt the exercise of our right to keep and bear arms, even temporarily until the courts step in and say, nope, you can't do that, they will view that as a win because their goal is to impede the exercise of the right to keep and bear arms as much as they possibly can. Would they love to eradicate it? Absolutely. Do they have that ability today? No, they don't. What they can do now is set up as many roadblocks and as many barriers to exercising that fundamental right as they possibly can. Not again because it's going to make anybody safer. But I think in many cases, because they, again, view our right to keep and bear arms as some sort of moral wrong. So we will continue to watch what's going on, not only in Washington, D.C., but in uh, states around the country. We'll be talking uh, later today at Bearing Arms about the uh, ban on so-called assault weapons that is slated to be introduced in Colorado. A, a draft copy of that uh, was released a few weeks ago, and it looks like um, they're now making some slight modifications. Not enough to, uh, to make gun owners happy, but uh, they, too, it seems, are backing off of a uh, complete ban. Mr. and Mrs. Colorado turned them all in. And again, we'll be talking about that uh, coming up later today at Bearing Arms. Uh, right now, let's turn our attention to today's armed citizen story, our good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We'll start there uh, with a, a case out of Nebraska, where a, a Omaha man has been sentenced to probation in a shooting. Yeah, that resulted in uh, two people being injured, three people being injured, excuse me. 27-year-old Rashad Johnson. Ended up pleading uh, no contest to two counts of third-degree assault, uh, as well as one count of carrying a concealed weapon, all misdemeanors, 
He was sentenced to 18 months probation on each count, all of the uh, sentences to be served concurrently. Uh, Initially, Johnson had been charged with three counts of felony assault, as well as two counts of use of a weapon to commit a felony. But the charges were amended in a plea agreement with the Douglas County Attorney's Office. The uh, DA hasn't said why Mr. Johnson was offered such a a sweetheart plea deal, where, again, you know, multiple felony uh, accounts dropped in exchange for uh, a guilty plea to misdemeanors and a probationary sentence. But uh, we do know that it was back on June 18th of last year, officers responded to a report of gunshots. Uh, and they learned that a vehicle reportedly involved in the shooting was seen leaving the area. They pursued the vehicle. They found two people with gunshot injuries. Um, they were taken to the Nebraska Medical Center to be treated. A third person uh, went to the Nebraska, Nebraska Medical Center for treatment of a gunshot injury. He uh, told police that uh, he, too, had been at this location uh, where the shots were fired. Um and then Rashad Johnson apparently uh, taken into custody, charged with this incident. I, I, I'm not aware of any self-defense arguments or anything that uh, might mitigate that. Um, maybe the witnesses decided not to cooperate, and that's why the uh, DA had to offer such a sweetheart plea deal. I don't know the answer, but there better be a good reason. Because, again, right now what it looks like if you've got somebody who was originally charged with a serious violent crime who's walking away with a slap on the wrist. And... um I think the DA needs to be forthcoming about why that's the case here. Today's Armed Citizen story, Terre Haute, Indiana, where police have identified an intruder who was shot and killed by a homeowner. The homeowner not expected to be uh, not expected to be charged uh, in this incident. Uh, 30-year-old Michael Bell of uh, Clay City, Indiana, uh, was the individual who police say tried to break into this home there in uh, Terre Haute. Um, and then the uh, homeowner, this is about 5.30 Sunday morning, uh, police dispatched to a uh, homeowner reports of a uh, shooting that a homeowner had just shot an intruder in their house. A second person with the intruder, they said, had fled on foot. Uh, the alleged intruder, again, uh, pronounced dead at the scene. Officers located the second person hiding in a uh, nearby backyard. That person was detained, although uh, police say that the person who was detained in the backyard was also released on Sunday without charges being filed, at least for now. Uh, which is a little odd, but uh, we'll see what happens. But the again, the uh, homeowner uh, not expected to uh, face charges. Police say that uh, he was acting uh, in self-defense. Uh, at least that's what the uh, preliminary investigation shows. We'll keep our eyes open for any more details about this case and to bring them to you as they become available. Finally today, our uh, good deed of the day, in the right place at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing. An 18-year-old in Monroe, Michigan, who ran into a neighbor's home while it was on fire to rescue the folks inside. As a result, DJ Jaquette suffered third-degree burns. He said, I didn't have to. He said, I acted, I guess. I don't know. It's just me. He said, you see a a, a house fire burning? He said, I figured, help. Uh, He and his mom had actually heard, and by the way, this is a picture of a DJ recovering in the hospital right now. DJ and his mom uh, heard the sound of sirens outside. They looked outside, saw their neighbor's home was on fire, and they thought that there were people inside. Uh, DJ Jaquette says the whole front end of the house, literally the whole front porch and everything lit up on fire. It was kind of like I jumped through and then, hey, hey, they got up, two adults and a girl, and they went straight out the house. He said, I definitely feel like I did save the little girl's life. If I wouldn't have woken them up, they wouldn't have gotten far. Now, Duquette spent eight days in a hospital in Toledo, Ohio. Third-degree burns on his hands, burns on his back, 
burns on his knees and elbows. He said, my hands are the worst. Also treated for a smoke inhalation. But DJ Ducat says, this is all temporary pain. He says, I guess they call it the, you know, whatever they call it. It isn't going to be here forever. He said, I could have lost my life forever. They could have lost their lives forever. It is what it is. I'm just so happy that they're safe. Uh, I'm happy that uh, DJ Jaquette is going to recover. And again, in the right place at the right time, willing and able to take that incredible action. Now, he might not consider himself a hero, but uh, he's probably the only one, honestly. And uh, so, DJ Duquette, we thank you, sir, for your very, very good deed. All right, that is going to do it for this edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program. As always, uh, just as a reminder here, you know, with legislative sessions underway across the country, now's a really good time to start getting in contact with your state representative, your state senators, uh, and encourage them to stay strong in support of your right to keep and bear arms. There may be specific pieces of legislation you need to uh, contact them about, uh, but don't hesitate to speak up and speak out. Even if you live in a state where you think these things are a done deal, your lawmakers need to hear from you. They need to hear from responsible gun owners. They need to be reminded that you exist. Because according to them and the gun control lobby, uh, we're like unicorns, right? Responsible gun owners, nah, not really there. We're all those criminals waiting to happen. And every time we exercise our right to keep and bear arms, yeah, they view that again as a wrong and not a right. So we need to push back against that every single day. We'll be back here tomorrow. Talk to you then. Until then, be well. Be safe and be free.